Rio de Janeiro With a big man Hey everyone, welcome to Frio de Janeiro. This is Abid Imam and I'm super excited to be delivering this episode to you because it's about languages. It's a really important area of life for all of us because it's more than just communication. It's our cultural reference point and helps to develop our sense of identity. So I'm speaking to you in English, which is a language that is spoken by, let's say, 1.5 billion of 7.5 billion people living on this planet. And it's one of the global superpower languages, which is a great thing because it's helped to facilitate communication in this really globalized world that we live in. An interesting stat is that of the approximate 7,000 languages out there, I couldn't even believe there were 7,000 languages in itself. The top 15 account for half the language speakers in the world. The interesting bit is that there are 2,000 languages out there with less than 1,000 speakers. So these are critically endangered or vulnerable languages that need revitalization and protection, preservation. Our own country, Australia, prior to European settlement, was considered a global hotbed for linguistics, with over 250 different types of languages spoken. Over time, that unfortunately has dwindled, and they are now said to be about 100 languages spoken in various forms by older generations. With that global and national context, I looked locally and I discovered the work of Sharon Gregory, a lady who was devoting her time to teach others and develop resources to revitalize the Noongar indigenous language. This is spoken throughout the southwest region of Western Australia, covering a very vast geographical area. It was great to speak to her and she shared information on the classes that she conducts, which anyone can attend, and her hopes and dreams to ensure the continual connection to culture for the Noongar people. So for you listening out there, if you do get the opportunity anywhere in the world, I'd highly recommend attending a class or, or more of a language that is potentially indigenous or vulnerable because this is the International Year of Indigenous Languages. So I really hope that you enjoy this conversation with Sharon Gregory recorded at the Wayalup Aboriginal Cultural Centre in Fremantle, Western Australia. Sharon Gregory, a, a very big welcome to you. I'm very excited to be able to speak to you today here in Fremantle itself. Uh, can you please give the audience an introduction into yourself to start off with? Okay, so my name is Sharon Gregory. I'm a Wajak York, which is a um, Perth girl. My family are from Jinjin area, but I've been um, I've been brought up in Borlu, Perth. Um, so I have been learning and teaching language since uh, 2002. I grew up with a little bit of language, but not much. So. In 2000, I started working for the Department of Education and I wanted to um, learn to teach language. So I actually uh, started doing qualification uh, to teach Noongar in schools. And I started that in 2002 and finished it in 2004 and, and, and the whole time teaching in school. So um, in 2005, I took on a whole school and was teaching language or Noongar language through that school. I've also um, translated dreaming stories for elders 
I put some lang I had done the language for Warbin Time Series One and Series Two with a couple of colleagues. Um, at the moment, I'm teaching language in Fremantle, and uh, that's on a Monday. And on Saturdays, I teach language as well at here at the WAC, the Cultural Centre in Fremantle, and also I teach a group in the morning that I've been teaching for about six, seven years now. So the WAC is the Wailealup Aboriginal Cultural, Cultural Centre. Centre, yeah. And we're here, which is it's a perfect location on the top of the hill overlooking the, the ocean, right in the heart of Fremantle. Uh, tell us a little bit about the, uh, the Noongar language itself because it covers such a broad area in a geographical sense. Yeah, yeah. So Noongar country goes um, to Geraldton, across to Meriden, down to Esperance and then back to Perth and within that there's 14 different dialects. Um, I don't know how many of the Noongar dialects are, are, um, are being used today. <clears throat> when I started teaching Noongar language uh, in 2002 it was quite hard um, because they, they said that Noongar language was becoming extinct so we were in revival mode. Um, and when I started on my learning journey uh, with other language teachers, we were sharing a lot of resources because we were grasping for the words um, and and going through recordings and that. So now it's a lot different. Um, we've I've got a lot of references that I can use now, a few dictionaries, and I've even done my own dictionary, so I can just go to that if I need to. And with running classes as well, um, the dictionary, my dictionary comes comes in use for them for, for the beginners starting to learn starting to learn Noongar. I did a, a lesson with you last week, which was the beginners course, and that's where yes. you mentioned the Noongar language dictionary. Yep. And you also talked about the the spelling, how in 1992 there was a meeting with um, with elders. the different elders, yep. and there was an agreement. Uh, yes. You could talk us talk us through that one. Okay, so when I started uh, my learning journey again, um, we sat with elders and uh, um, the result before that was that the Department of Education wanted to have Aboriginal languages in schools. So they had meetings throughout Noongar country and they had meetings with elders and linguists and they actually came up with the spelling system and that spelling system they called the Marybank spelling system and it was around 1992 and um, it was at the Marybank Mission in Narragin where they um, decided upon this Marybank spelling system and that's the system that I use. Uh, that's the system that I used to teach in the schools and other language, Noongar language teachers use it. Um, so there's that consistency with the kids. So even though if, the, if there's a dialect difference, so... I'm teaching a child in Fremantle um, and then they go down to Albany, Bunbury or Esperance. The dialect might be different, but the spelling system is the same. So it's got that consistency for the kids. And even though I don't teach in schools anymore, I still stick to that because it is consistent. Um, but that's not to say that any of the spelling in Noongar around the communities and that is wrong because it's not it's all correct it just depends on who you're talking to listening to and what spelling system that they're using 
Uh, you mentioned in there the the teaching of, of young people, which is yeah. so important, and looking at this year being the 2019 Indigenous, uh, the Year of Indigenous Languages internationally, yeah. uh, the UN have talked about the importance of education for young people because they actually say that um, by the year 2100, out of the 7,000 languages that are spoken at the moment, half of them will be extinct because they're in danger. Yes. So that work must be really passionate for yourself. And, and how did you start teaching in the schools? Um, I, I, well, I, I've got four children, so I was sending my, my children to school and um, the school that they were going to, 50% were Aboriginal kids. Um, uh, they were teaching Indonesian at the time. I had just become the Aboriginal Islander Education Officer there at the school and there was a lot of behaviour problems in the LOAT program, languages other than English program. So it was decided that because we had 50% or more than 50% Aboriginal kids in the school that we would um, put Noongar language in the school and it was brilliant. It headed off in the school straight away with the kids. Um, because we learn and the kids were learning through games, through repetitions, through um, sporting games, card games like we done last week. Um, so it went across really well with the kids. There was no um, behaviour problems at all. So that just started building momentum, you know, and we, and we taught that that was through one school and then we moved the, the school that we were I was teaching in actually amalgamated with two more schools and those two schools had, or one of those schools had um, Indonesian. So when I was teaching Noongar, I was teaching it on the side of Indonesian. Uh, The kids didn't like Indonesian, so we lost the Indonesian teacher and Noongar was just across the whole school then. So from kindy to to year seven, um, the kids were learning Noongar language. I remember being in um, school in South Hedland up north yep. and we had the same choice. It was the local yeah. um, language, Nyingamada yeah. it was called, yeah. or Indonesian. Um, yeah. I actually chose Indonesian because yeah. so many of my friends were the Indigenous students and they yeah. were teaching me the language anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so it was yeah. quite funny. Um, yeah. the, the elders that taught you, how, what were the methods of transmission for you? Was it the similar sorts of things, games or...? Um, uh, a lot of songs. Um, also, when I was going through the language program, um, I had to learn the language myself with the support of, of the elders. So if I was saying something wrong, they would pick me up on it. Um, we would go to network meetings where those um, language teachers, the elders, were there and they would do uh, a workshop. Um, they would get up and they would talk um, and they would sing a song and that and we would have to try and translate and, you know, to work out what it was. We would learn how to write songs. We would learn how to sing those songs. We would learn how to do play, um, card games and that. But majority of the time we actually had to learn the language ourselves but it was good to have those elders on the side picking us up or, um, you know, helping us with, with the, with the, um, the language because some of it is... It's quite hard to say. I mean, when you when you're thinking of when you're thinking of English, you have to put that right out of your mind when you're learning language because you've got different vowels and that. So, yeah, it's quite hard. And and you know, the kids I found teaching the kids that already had 
um, another language was easier. The work you do now is you're yeah, working with a lot of adults um, to teach. I, yeah, yeah, so I finished teaching with kids, teaching the students at schools in 2012. I moved on to a prison um, and I worked with the Aboriginal boys there, 18 to 28-year-olds. I worked with them uh, and the staff, cultural awareness with the staff, um, identity with the boys I called them boys, but they were 18 to 28-year-old men. Um, but it was about working with them and connecting them to culture. Um, and I remember one really sad time one of the boys said to me, I don't have a culture. I'm a criminal and that's it. And that was a really sad moment for me and I just thought, no, no, you, you need, you're a proud Noongar man. You know, you need to reconnect, reconnect back to country, reconnect back to language. And um, it was my mission then. I, I put a lot of language into the place where I was working. We had a big um, a big board just as you walked into the place where I was working and every week there would be something different in language. So when the guys were sitting there waiting for their name to be called out to go into have a meeting or whatever, they would sit there at the hut and they would look and they would try and pronounce the words. So, um, and also the staff as well got on board, which was really good. And can yeah. you tell us about how um, people who are interested in, in learning and starting the, the process, how can they actually join some of your classes here in Fremantle? Okay, so I teach um, class, Noongar language classes on Monday at the meeting place and they start at 4.30. So 4.30 is beginners and 5.30 is sort of intermediate. So they've actually got a basic background knowledge of Noongar language. Um, so we do a bit more. So the, the basic class is you're learning the sounds, you're learning the syllables of the words, you're learning how to structure a sentence. Whereas the intermediate class that I'm working with, they've been work, you know, they've got that basic knowledge, um, they can answer um, a sentence in lang in Noongar. They can tell me a bit about themselves in Noongar. They can tell me how their day went. Um, the class that I'm working with now, we're actually going to be translating stories next term when it starts, which is, I think, the 22nd. So, yeah, that's Monday at the meeting place in Fremantle. We'll definitely put the links and yep. how people can find it in the show notes yep. for sure. What are some of your favourite words in the Noongar language? Oh, look, every time I teach new beginners class and I mention the word jibberjobberlin, it becomes everyone's favourite word. So jibberjobberlin means swimming. So jibberjobble, swim, jibberjobbling, swimming. So when I ask them what they like to do, majority of them say jibberjobbling. Um, another favourite word would be bidibaba which means tired. Um, Wula, which is a shout of praise. Mudich, which is a word known all over, mm -hmm. uh, meaning good. Um, yeah, so there's, you know, there's lots of words that people like. Uh, Kakarooking, dancing. Yeah, so. And the name of Fremantle is Wayalup. 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 Wayalup, yep, yep. Um, yeah, and then you've got Perth, which is Borloo. Uh, rot nest, wadge them up. So, yeah. It's it's so interesting and it's so awesome to see place names maintain 
uh, that that heritage, which is so yeah. ancient. It's well, look at that anymore. word. That word when you're travelling down the freeway, Munjagorda. They reckon that the traffic's slow <laughs> down there, so that they have a go at pronouncing that word, and they reckon it's really good because the traffic is slowing down to actually read that word. Wouldn't that be good if we had words like that all over the place, so people would slow down? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> True. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dual, dual purpose there. And I'd uh, love to hear from you the insights on teaching versus sharing of the knowledge. Oh, okay. So what I say to my students, I have a lot of non-Aboriginal students that come into my classes, and which is awesome because it's about cultural awareness. It's about giving them knowledge, um, teaching them connections to country and how important language is for Aboriginal people because it was lost. Aboriginal people weren't allowed to speak their language. So um, it's really important that non-Aboriginal people know the importance of the connection. And um, and what I say to my class is um, whatever you learn, I'm happy for you to go out and share Share what you've learned. Share with everybody. Share with your friends what you've learned because it's about that connection and um, sharing with other people how important Noongar language is and how important it is for it to be revived and put out there in the community. And also it shows the importance um, for Aboriginal people of the Noongar language. And it's really sad sometimes when I see um, a few years ago, I was teaching elders their own language and... When I used to finish that session, I used to go sit in my car and cry because I was teaching them language. And they should, you know, if there wasn't the stolen generation, they would have been teaching me. So that, but then I was happy because I was sharing and teaching them language and they were sharing and teaching me stories. So it worked out really, really well. But yeah, it's about, it's about sharing, sharing what you've learned. Um, and I also say that with that connection, we can all move forward together. And are you, you seem uh, very optimistic about the future. Uh, I am. Look, it's getting out there. It's, you know, from when I started in 2002, it was just this little novel thing that people were getting into. Whereas now, I mean, look at the year, the year of Indigenous languages. There are small hubs, and, they, and this is my dream, to have small hubs through all of the communities where they can go and connect. Um, Aboriginal, non-Aboriginal, all cultures can go and connect and learn a language, um, learn the Noongar language. So that's my dream, um, to have that in the communities where people, if they choose to, go and connect. Actually, about the 14 dialects, are you... Can you discern where what part of the southwest someone is just from hearing them speak the language? Oh, look, I I don't know about that because it's um, people move, people move all over the place in Noongar country. So I I, I do say to my um, beginners group, if you hear a D, uh, if you hear a D and a T at the beginning of a word, the D is more so here in the Perth area and the T more so down south, only because I know people down there that speak the language and they've got that T more than they have the D. But, um, yeah, just depends. just depends on who you're talking to and where they're from to, to what um, dialect they're using. 
Is there any message you'd like to leave the audience with? Uh, definitely we'll leave the, the show notes uh, with the Noongar Language Dictionary so everyone can access that. But anything yeah. you'd like to say to finish off? Oh, um, uh, Noongar Language is Murich. It makes your court feel good, your heart. It connects you to Buja, Noongar Buja. It connects you to country. Um, it connects you to Noongar Wanganing. It connects you to talking, singing um, language. It makes you feel good inside. And the, the hello is Kaya. If you Kaya. Can, if you can share with us the goodbye as we. Okay, so Kaya means hello and yes. Uh, Border means later. Um, but if you want to say talk later, you can say Border which means talk later. So talking means one getting. But if you say Border One or Border One, it um, means talk later. Well, Sharon, border one. Border one. Thank you very much for your time. Younger, thank you. Hey, everyone. Wherever you are in the world, thanks heaps for listening to Frio de Janeiro. You can visit the show website, abidimam.com, A-B-I-D-I-M-A-M, for all of the show goodies. You can subscribe, leave a review. I appreciate it very much. And until the next episode, keep smiling, keep scoring.